Uh, for those of you who don't know me, uh, my name is Ryan, and I was fortunate enough to be able to participate in the mission trip to Puerto Rico. While we were on the trip, we came up with a pretty fun way of acknowledging the many, many moments when God was present. When one of us would feel the God working through us or with us, we would shout out, look at God. So I'm just going to share with you a few of those moments. So before we even left Fort Lauderdale, we found out that we'd be broken up into two work teams. These teams were carefully prayed about and designed by our fearless leader, Simeon. Something people had mentioned, and I quickly learned to be true, was that things rarely go as planned on mission trips. We arrived at breakfast on the first day and discovered that the groups had been slightly modified. I think it had something to do with none of us having any prior construction background. <laughs> so we took our instructions and set out on our first work day. My group was Florida 2, a.k.a. Simeon's group, a.k.a. Team Simeon Away. Our team's job that day was to go to work on the home belonging to a woman named Evelyn. When we got to the house, we had to wait for instructions, <clears throat> so we took that time to talk with Evelyn. We were told that the main thing for us to ask was, where were you when Maria hit? So that's what we did. Evelyn told us that she was in her kitchen when the hurricane hit. And she stood there watching as her, roof with, or as her roof was ripped off of her house. She didn't panic. She didn't get angry or scared. She prayed. She, goals, she told God to take her home if that was his will. Because as long as she trusted in him and had faith, she was safe and protected. Evelyn knew something that I had never considered before. A house is just a house. Our home is with God. She stood there watching all of her possessions get taken, and she was at peace. Look at God. While we, were at, at, while we were at Evelyn's, we saw she had a couple of Christian posters on her wall. We asked her about them because they were in Spanish. She mentioned that there was not really anywhere in her area for her to buy Christian posters or decorations, so we, we said challenge accepted. During a late-night trip to Walmart, we came across a few posters and daily devotionals. We went back to Evelyn's the next morning to drop off the gifts. Evelyn was so gracious and said that she wanted to pray for us. It's kind of sad the amount of Spanish I know, especially considering I live in South Florida. In fact, before the Puerto Rico trip, I downloaded the Rosetta Stone app on my phone so I could learn some basic phrases. After a few months of studying, I could successfully say me gusta bailar and me gusta cantar. <laughs> Unfortunately, I like to dance and I like to sing are not things one finds himself saying too often in regular conversation. <laughs> With that being said, this was my first experience of someone praying for me in Spanish. The cool part was that I didn't need to know the words to understand everything that she was saying. That was perfectly clear. The Spirit only speaks one language. Look at God. After we left Evelyn's, we loaded up the vans and went to our next work site. We were going to be working on Wilson's house. Unfortunately, we were not given an address, only coordinates. So we found ourselves wandering a neighborhood with no idea of what house we needed to be at. So we did what we knew. We asked the Lord. This put us on a new path. While trying to figure out what direction God wanted us to be going, we met an off-duty police officer who unfortunately had no idea who Wilson was, but did say that a nearby neighborhood had had a lot of destruction during the hurricane. So off we went. We started out that morning with, under the impression that we would be working on Wilson's roof, but apparently God had a different plan. 
When we got to the neighborhood, the first thing I noticed was that it overlooked the water, and it was beautiful. As we walked, though, I started to see the condition of the houses, or what was left of them. Most had been abandoned with no hope of rebuilding. Without anyone to help or pray with, we started to move on, but then God decided to make his purpose, his purpose known. One of the girls in our group, Callan, came to Puerto Rico on her own to help. She felt called to do this because she had also lost everything in a natural disaster in 2011 when a devastating tornado ripped through Joplin, Missouri. She decided that this was the moment for her to tell us her story and suggested that even though there was nobody there to pray with, that didn't mean that there was nobody to pray for. In that moment, we realized what God wanted us to know. So many people there lost their homes completely. Some lost even more than that. Lives were forever changed. Thanks to Callan and God working through her, we recognized we needed to stop and pray for the people who were not there to pray with us. We, started a, we shared a beautiful moment together as Callan realized her purpose for being on that trip. Look at God. I could keep going on and on, telling you about the amazing way God showed up on this trip. But I'd like to tell you one last story that's a little more personal. I know that most of the people here know us as Mike Chase's AA guys. I'd like to tell you what that means for me. I was not a good person. I spent a better part of my life being selfish and inconsiderate. And the only way I would do something for you would be based on what I would be getting out of it. Little did I know or care that God had a different purpose for me. And that purpose would come to pass no matter what I did to try and stop it. <clears throat> While we were in Puerto Rico, a fellow missionary named Lee gave us all temporary tattoos of Bible quotes. We picked the quotes randomly out of a stack, and for me, this was one of those moments where God was speaking to me directly. Job 42, verse 1 and 2. Then Job answered the Lord, I know that you can do all things, and that no purpose of yours can be thwarted. If you would have asked me two years ago when I came to Florida, if I would be standing here in front of you good people giving a testimony, I probably would have laughed in your face. Luckily for me, though, God's purpose can't be thwarted. Look at God. So what's the takeaway from all of this? I've been racking my brain for the past few weeks as to what God's purpose was for me in Puerto Rico. While I got to meet some amazing people and be a part of a rebuilding process, I think the thing that really stood out for me is that you don't have to be on a mission trip to have a mission. There are just as many people here that need help too. I heard a story while I was in Puerto Rico that really stuck with my heart. There was a man walking down the beach one day, and hundreds of thousands of starfish had washed up onto the sand. So one by one, he picked them up and tossed them into the ocean. Another man came along walking by, and upon seeing the first man's hopeless endeavor, he stopped and asked, what's the point? There's hundreds of thousands of starfish. How could he possibly make a difference? The first man bent down and picked up a starfish and tossed it into the water and said, I made a difference to that one. The point is, I think we all have ideas on ways to help. I think if we got together and talked and let God do his thing, those ideas will become solutions. And then we'll all be saying, look at God. Thank you.
Good morning. All right. Nervous. <laughs> so for those of you who I don't know, my name is Leah House. I have been a member here since before I was conceived, if you will. Um, my parents were married in Watch Chapel on July 4th, 1993, which means that this year they celebrated, this week they celebrated 25 years of being married. And they're right there. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Having been a part of this church my whole life, I've been in every youth choir, been on every trip, been in every musical, and for lack of better phrasing, I guess you could say I was born into my faith, and I was able to keep it strong thanks to the family here at First Pres. When I went to college, I was fully convinced that my faith and my relationship with God was rock solid and about as good as it could be, but let me tell you, boy, was I wrong. My understanding of where my faith was and where it could be and where it should be didn't start to become clear until just recently, in the last three, four months. I went to a concert with my brother that really fired me up, and then I went to a conference with my brother's church in Miami that took my faith to another level. But the real turning point for me was our trip to Puerto Rico. For those of you who know my family, you might know that my mom is Puerto Rican, She spent a lot of time in Puerto Rico when she was younger, and we have a lot of family there. Some of our family left the island after the storm, and I actually don't know any of the people in my family that are there currently, but my mom is in contact with them through social media, so I've known that things were tough there for a while. I've never been to Puerto Rico before, and I always wanted to go, so when I saw that this year's young adult mission trip was to Puerto Rico, I immediately called my mom and said, I'm going. Initially, I was really nervous because having been away from First Press for so many years, I didn't know the overwhelming majority of the people going, but I eventually saw this as an opportunity to make new friends. Having gone on several mission trips before, I knew that we were not going um, there on vacation by any means, but nonetheless, I was really excited to be in a place where my family lives and calls home. I couldn't help but be completely and utterly in awe of the beauty of the island as we were driving from the, San, the airport in San Juan to Guayama, which is where we were staying and working. I remember thinking, man, God did that. The area in Guayama where we were staying was very run down and had clearly been absolutely devastated by the hurricane, as was majority, most of the island, all of the island. Initially, it was really sad, but I felt joy because I knew that we would be doing good work and making a lot of people really happy. The first night we got there, we got settled in, we ate some food and called it a night, but the next day, my group headed over to Group 2, Florida 2, see me on my way, Uh, headed over to the home of Evelyn that Ryan spoke about. Our project there was to finish the final touches on a roof that a previous group had been building. While several guys were getting a head start on the roof, a handful of us went inside and spoke with Evelyn, and that's where we learned, thanks to Rob Jackson's phenomenal translating, by the way, um, that she was standing in her kitchen, like Ryan said, saying, Lord, take my house. I don't need any of this as long as I have you. When I heard her say that, I thought, wow, I have a lot of work to do. Through the course of the day, we did a few prayer walks and met some other people in Guayama, It was incredible to me how many of them had a similar reaction to the hurricane as Evelyn. Take everything I have. I don't need it if I have you. When I heard these folks who had almost nothing talk about how grateful they were to have God, I was almost embarrassed for myself. Embarrassed that I lost power for eight hours during Hurricane Irma and was mad about it. Embarrassed that the tap water that comes out of my sink doesn't taste nearly as good as the stuff you buy from the store. 
there were so many things I didn't even realize I cared about until I heard these people being so grateful for the few things that they had. Not only was my life changed by my experience in Puerto Rico and the people that I met there, but I think the biggest change in my heart was because of the people from this church that I didn't know before this trip. Ryan mentioned Mike Chase's AA guys. If you don't know the AA guys, you're really missing out. A lot of the people that I grew up coming around First Presbyterian Church have been members of this church for generations and generations, and maybe like me, have been brought up in faith, and I love that about this church. But surrounding yourself with people who didn't grow up in faith and have seen the powerful results of following God in the most drastic way is so incredibly refreshing. I've been so blessed in my life. My parents have been married for 25 years. I have the most incredible brothers. I haven't dealt with a lot of the struggles that so many people that I know have had to deal with. Being as fortunate as I've been, I didn't know that I needed guys like these in my life to inspire me and to relight the fire in my heart for Christ. Sorry. (laughs) I mentioned before that I recently went to a conference with my brother's church, and at this conference, Brooke Frazier of Hillsong Worship was speaking. One of the things she talked about was remembering your before Christ life. I don't feel like I ever had a before Christ life since I was raised in faith, but I do feel like I had a life where I was lost and I had no idea that I was. Brooke said that her before Christ life haunts her in the best way, and that every time she opens her mouth to sing, she remembers the metallic taste of the emptiness of a life without Jesus. For four years, maybe longer, I've had that taste in my mouth. When I was in college and when I lived in Colorado, I always came to church when I visited home, but for some reason, it just didn't feel like the home it was before I left. I didn't know why I felt that way at the time, but now I realize that it's probably because of my own insecurities and my lack of faith. Proverbs 27:17 says, as iron sharpens iron, so one person sharpens another. The people that I went with on this trip changed my life, and most of them don't even know it. They taught me that God is always number one, to always strive to be the best version of yourself, even if it means you have to be un- uncomfortably honest about your insecurities, and to never be afraid to lean on those around you for support when you need it. I want to take a second to thank a few people, Chandler and Simeon, for your leadership in putting this trip together, my parents for sticking with me during this time of transition, and I want to thank everybody who made this trip possible for all of us. Your support financially, emotionally, spiritually means everything to us, and none of this would have been possible without you all. Lastly, I want to thank you AA guys from the bottom of my heart for sharpening me up and making this church feel like home again. I really needed it. Pray with me. (laughs) Lord God, thank you for the gift of this church family. Thank you for giving us the opportunity to serve others and make your light shine brighter. Thank you for making yourself so apparent to us and guiding us through all we do. Thank you for the amazing people of Puerto Rico who may have helped us more than we helped them. Lord, we pray that you will continue to help us use our gifts to strengthen those around us. We ask that you continue to work in our hearts to keep us focused on your will. We love you. And all God's people said, Amen. Amen.